friends, and welcome to episode 187 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about the fact that I didn't turn in my tax paperwork to my CPA until about a week ago. And if you're listening in real time, it's August, which is several months past the tax day deadline of April 15th. I mean, thank goodness for extensions, right? It's fair to say that I procrastinated big time on my taxes this year. I've never waited this long. This is something that I put on my to-do list back in January and then moved it to February, pushed it to March, then asked for an extension in April, but then came the busy end of school year. And now here we are four whole months after the deadline. Is that right? April, May, June, July, four months after the deadline. So let me get to the point. This week's episode isn't just about me waiting four months, being four months late to file my taxes. It's about putting things off, kicking the can down the road, waiting until later, asking for an extension. It's all about procrastination, something that we've all done at some point. Although I'm sure you got your taxes in on time, 19 million other Americans also asked for an extension last year. So I know I'm not alone. As a time management coach, you can imagine that once I realized I was procrastinating hard, I had some questions. Questions for myself, questions about why we put things off, and finally, what we can do about it when we realize we are procrastinating. So today in this episode, I'm talking about why we procrastinate. Is it fear? Is it because we're lazy? Let's get to the bottom of it. I'm also diving into what exactly procrastination is and what it isn't, and how to notice when you're stuck in a procrastination pit. I'm sharing three simple strategies to stop procrastinating and start making progress And finally, we'll talk about how to stop that procrastination cycle and turn your delay into drive. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. And today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 187. Oh, and if you haven't yet, I really want to encourage you to click that subscribe button so you can be notified as soon as new episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I would be so grateful for your review. You see, your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results. And plus, you just might get a shout out in a future episode like this one going out to Hi Hi T. <laughs> Hi Hi T was so kind to leave a five star rating and review in Apple Podcasts for It's About Time. Hi Hi T writes, Find balance with Anna. After listening to four episodes, I'm hooked. Informative, short, and easy to listen to. I like the option to view the notes, especially when listening while driving and cleaning. I'm more of a visual and a hands-on learner, so it helps me see what I missed while or after listening. I've joined the Facebook community and hope to connect with others to help me stay accountable. Thank you so much for this podcast. Well, 
Hi, hi, T. Thank you so much. I am thrilled that you love the episodes you've listened to so far, that the show notes are helpful for you, and that you're enjoying the It's About Time free Facebook community. I really appreciate you taking time to leave such a kind and thoughtful review. And if you hear this, send me a DM over on Instagram and let me know so I can send you a surprise in the mail to say thank you for your support. All right. It's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. Remember when I said that if you procrastinate, that you're not alone? Well, that's not quite accurate. Studies show that 95% of us procrastinate to some degree. So that means that there is an elite 5% out there who have never ever in the history of ever put anything off. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, sure. I'm not going to call out that 5% as a bunch of big fat liars, but I do want you to know that you're not alone. It can be very easy, especially when we know we're procrastinating, to give in to a whole avalanche of negative self-talk. We might tell ourselves that when we're procrastinating, that we're lazy or that we're not good enough, that we'll never make any progress or that we're just not disciplined enough. It usually goes something like this. You're putting something off and then you get irritated with yourself for putting something off. And then you get mad at yourself because you're always putting things off even though you know better. Then you start to think that other people are better than you, clearly better at their jobs or better moms or better friends or whatever, because obviously other people don't procrastinate like you do. Does that sound familiar? Y'all, I'm going to say it again. Basically, everyone procrastinates and you're not alone. So now that we've got that out of the way and we're all a whole bunch of procrastinators, let's talk about what procrastination actually is and what it isn't. I dive deep into procrastination as one of the three productivity pitfalls in chapter three of Time Management Essentials. So if you haven't grabbed a copy yet, you can pick it up over at timemanagementessentials.com. So procrastination, what exactly does it mean and why does it matter? Well, procrastination is defined as the action of delaying or postponing something. Did you catch that? Procrastination is an action. A lot of times, procrastination is confused with laziness. We think that we procrastinate because we are lazy. But let's look at the definition of lazy. Lazy is defined as an unwillingness, an unwillingness to put in the effort to do something, whether that's to achieve a goal or tackle something on your to-do list. And of course, this is slightly simplifying the concept of laziness, but you get what I mean. Laziness is more of a feeling. It's the absence of action. 
So procrastination is an action and laziness is an unwillingness or like a feeling, the absence of action. So procrastination and laziness are not the same thing. And hopefully you feel a little relieved by that and maybe a little less lazy. Chances are there's something else at play that's holding you back from taking action besides just laziness. You know, there are actually a whole lot of reasons why we procrastinate. Fear, overwhelm, and fatigue being a handful of those reasons. And it's because procrastination is a delicate balance between negative factors like fear, overwhelm, and fatigue and our motivation to take action. I always like to think of procrastination as a scale, you know, like picture the scales of justice with two little buckets on either side. And if your fear of the thing outweighs your motivation to do the thing, the scales are going to tip toward those negative factors and you're going to drag your feet. If you're like me and you were overwhelmed at the thought of gathering all of the tax docs to send to your CPA, and that overwhelm somehow outweighed the thought of getting in trouble with the IRS, then you might have an imbalance of negative factors and motivation, which leads you to just file an extension and put off dealing with it. And that brings us to our first strategy to turn your delay into drive. Ask yourself why. So many problems can be solved just by turning inward and getting curious. Next time you catch yourself procrastinating, ask yourself why. Why am I putting this off? What am I afraid of? What is intimidating about this thing? Is it boring? Is it mundane? Is it something I've never done before? Am I afraid I won't get it perfect? Am I worried of what others might think? Am I worried my boss or my spouse, my children, whoever, won't be proud of me? Does this feel complicated? For me, once I stopped and asked myself why, I realized that gathering all of those tax docs felt like climbing a mountain while simultaneously opening up a box that I'd taped up and shoved into the back of a closet. Here's the thing. 2022 was an interesting year. We bought a house and we moved. The girls went to three different daycares over the course of a year. My husband quit his job. Then I got laid off in August. There were a lot of changes and pretty much all of them had financial impacts, big ones. Plus, after we moved, most of my tax docs were mailed to a PO box that I no longer have access to. The thought of diving back into old employee accounts Searching for login info, resetting passwords, finding tax docs from three different daycares, and revisiting all of those feelings from the layoff? Well, I didn't want to face it. Even though I know that being impacted by a layoff wasn't my fault, it still feels icky. There are feelings there. (laughs) And when I asked myself, Why are you putting off sending your tax docs to your CPA? And then I confronted the reason why I'd been putting it off. I was able to put into words the feelings behind the procrastination. And when you can point to why and put those feelings into words, 
coming up with your next step, taking action, it's a lot easier. So if you are putting something off, big, small, medium, whatever, your first strategy is to ask yourself why. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. So once you've got an idea of why you're procrastinating, once you've faced the music, our second strategy steps up to the plate. And the second strategy is make it tiny. Make it tiny. Whether you're procrastinating due to fear, overwhelm, perfectionism, you're exhausted, whatever, one of the simplest ways to take action is to find one teeny tiny small action to take. It's that first step that's always the hardest. So let's make the first step as easy as possible. Sometimes if you give yourself permission to take just that first tiny step, you'll find that you kind of want to keep going, that your one tiny step turns into two or three, and then it snowballs into some pretty major progress. You might even surprise yourself. Here are a few ways that you can use this strategy and make it tiny. So instead of telling yourself that you have to write an entire 12-page term paper for your graduate degree, tell yourself you just have to write the outline, or you just have to write one page, or you just have to write for five minutes, set a timer, go. You can break whatever you're putting off into smaller steps or a shorter, tighter time frame one page, or write for five minutes. If you're putting off having a tough conversation with your boss, 
instead of going straight into the conversation, your tiny first step can be jotting down a few notes, writing out the points you want to make, or scheduling a coffee date with your mentor to talk through it. If you want to start weekly meal planning, but you've been putting it off because it feels overwhelming, instead of telling yourself that you have to sit down and plan the whole week at once, your tiny first step could literally be finding just one recipe to add to your recipe idea list. Basically, take whatever it is you're putting off and break off a tiny piece of it and then do that piece and see how you feel. A lot of times, the way we write something on our to-do list can actually cause us to procrastinate. When I tell you words matter, I am serious. And I've talked about this in the past, but our to-do list, you know, our daily to-do list should be filled with tasks, not projects. Here's the difference. Tasks take one step to complete, one and done. Projects, on the other hand, require multiple steps before they're complete. An example of a project would be buy a new car, or even worse, just writing new car on your to-do list. There are a lot of steps involved with buying a new car. You might want to do some research, visit some dealerships, test drive, read reviews. And so because this project feels so big, this to-do on your list feels so huge, new car ends up sitting on your list for weeks and you feel paralyzed from taking action. Now, a task would be research cars with a third row that are good for families. <laughs> and even that can be broken down further, narrowing it down to specific websites like checking out the car mom or consumer reports. Here's what I did with my tax prep procrastination. I told myself, all you have to do is find the login for TaxDome. That's it. And by the way, TaxDome is the secure portal that my CPA uses to organize all of the paperwork. The thing on my to-do list wasn't do taxes or gather up all the documents. It was literally just find the login for TaxDome. That is it. And then after I found the login, I logged in. Then I looked at my documents checklist. Then I read the instructions and before I knew it, I had uploaded a whole bunch of things and I was done. Boom, submit. When the things sitting there on our to-do list feels big or confusing, we procrastinate. So break it down, make it tiny and take that tiny first step. Now, I will admit that sometimes asking ourselves why and breaking it down and figuring out that tiny first step still isn't enough to be procrastination. And that's where our third simple strategy really shines. Strategy number three is pick a prize. Oh yes, sometimes we've just got to pull out the big guns and bribe ourselves with a little treat. Promising yourself a reward on the other side of tackling something you've been putting off can be amazingly effective. And this is especially helpful for mundane, boring tasks like folding and putting away laundry, emptying the dishwasher, or getting a flu shot, or whatever random mundane thing that you're avoiding. In some cases, strategy one 
ask yourself why, doesn't necessarily work because some things are just boring. Blah. There's not always fear or overwhelm or perfectionism involved. The thing you have to do is just boring. Strategy two, make it tiny, doesn't always work either. Because sometimes the thing we're procrastinating is already tiny. Either because we've already broken something bigger down into smaller steps, or because the thing that we need to do doesn't really make sense to break into tiny tasks. Like telling yourself you'll fold one single shirt. Sure, it could start a snowball and you might find yourself in the mood to fold more shirts, but you're better off using strategy three. But here's the trick to making it work. You've got to pick your prize and be specific. Don't just tell yourself, oh, once I do the thing, I'll get myself a treat or I'll go do something fun. Instead, get specific. Name the treat. That way, you've given yourself something specific and concrete to look forward to on the other side of doing the thing. After I fold the laundry, I can have a bowl of ice cream. After I finish this report, I can rewatch an episode of Bridgerton. After I get my oil changed, I can go get a cake pop from Starbucks. <laughs> so pick your prize and be specific. So there you have it. I can't promise that after listening to this episode that you'll never procrastinate again, but I am excited that you're now equipped with three strategies that will help you get unstuck and moving again. You can absolutely turn your delay into drive by asking yourself why, making it tiny, and picking a prize. I would love to hear how you beat procrastination with these three strategies. So head over to the It's About Time podcast community on Facebook and let us all know. You can find a link to the community in the show notes, or you can head straight to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash community. As always, all of the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 187. And if you haven't yet, make sure you take the chaos to calm quiz and find out your time management personality type. One of the four types is known for procrastinating, and I can't wait to hear what type you are. I'll be sure to link the quiz in the show notes too. And oh, before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 188. Episode 188 is all about a topic that I learned about recently, but have experienced many times myself without even realizing it. It's called Revenge Bedtime Procrastination, and I'll bet you've done it too. If you've ever stayed up late past your bedtime scrolling Instagram, watching just one more TikTok, or getting in just another episode of Netflix when you know you need to get some sleep and you're tired you won't want to miss it. All right, that is it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.